Welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Buzz Podcast. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today as we uh, continue uh, in our season of Advent. And I hope uh, Advent has been going well for uh, you listening at home or watching at home. Uh, it's certainly been going well for us. My name is Father Daniele. I'm joined on this Advent journey by Josh Sullivan. Hello. Is your Advent journey going okay? I believe it is. Yeah. It's getting closer to Christmas, which means I'm getting more joyful. That's right. That's <laughs> that's the goal. Right? That's it. That's it. And uh, the personification of joy over here is Matt <laughs> Van Milligan. Welcome to you, Matt. Hello. How's your Advent? It's going well. Yeah. Yeah. Busy yeah. at your place, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. Hey? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So we are on this Advent journey. We're talking about a tradition I don't think a lot of people know about. I didn't actually know about this until I started doing music, and it right. was brought to my attention about this specific topic, which is the O antiphon. Like O antiphons. O, o, o singing O, O come, O come, Emmanuel, O come, Divine Messiah, all yeah. those O songs, and singing them before the proper time in Advent. There's an actual mm. proper time. That's right. I, I didn't realize this until someone brought it to my attention, and uh, so I have been trying to follow it now. It's really hard to sing Advent songs without singing one of the O songs. Yeah. So uh, what the o, what? Okay. What an antiphon mm-hmm. is. I mean, for you who are musically inclined. Yeah. There's antiphons specifically during the mass, and so yeah. the very first order of business in a mass, uh, music-wise, is actually to sing the antiphons. There's actually a specific chance for that, and so yeah. it actually suggests in the music. And I think we've talked about this when we did the mass one uh, a podcast couple about a year back. Um, that the there's the opening antiphon and then the communion antiphon. Those are the right. two that you have, right? And then there's also antiphons during your daily office. Right. right? Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. And so those are things that were normally done. Now, those are ones that you are normally sung together and chanted in a very specific way. And that's the first order. Of, like, if you can do it, it's to be sung, chanted, and done this way. And then, like, five options down, it's... We'll find a nice song that imitate like that that relates to all the uh, mass readings and the theme of the mass and the music and everything else. So it's not actually until we get down to like option five or it might even be ap- option seven that we actually are supposed to sing something different than the antiphons themselves. Right. And so the antiphons are very, have a very specific point. So when you're picking out music, you're reading the mass, uh, you're reading the antiphons, and you're trying to find a, something that's very similar. We don't really stick by this tradition as much anymore, uh, but we like at, picking out music on a daily on a weekly basis for mass and stuff i do try to and so you read those and you read the ratings and you see what's going to correlate with the spot but these antiphons have a very specific purpose which is so that the whole community together can praise normally and adore so praise and adoration those are the two times that you normally do it in the mass setting i don't know about the reading in the office because you know you do it throughout the um your readings every day, right? In the divine office. That's right. So yeah, like I, I would say if people are confused of what an antiphon is, like uh, w- maybe this is not a good example, but you know, like on the responsorial Psalm yeah. on Sunday, we have like the verse that we repeat yes. right through the Psalm. Like we start with that verse and then we repeat it and repeat it. It that's kind of an that's an kind of yeah. an antiphon, yeah, yeah. right? Like a, and so that's the, when you say like when priests and people who pray the liturgy of the hours, we have that we have like a verse which is the antiphon yeah. at the beginning of our prayer of this particular psalm we're about to yeah. pray. Yeah. Then we repeat it at the end. So these O antiphons, yeah. why they're uh, part of the Advent tradition is because. All of them start with the letter O. <laughs> like start with the letter O. That's why they're called the O antiphons. But they're the last seven days of Advent. Mm-hmm. So from December, specifically from December 17th, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but on December 17th, um, which is very soon, 
Um, also, my father's birthday. <laughs> That's why I always happy birthday, it. Papa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think he listens to this podcast. But uh, on December seventeenth, Advent shifts for the last seven days of Advent, and so uh, for the first three weeks of Advent, all of us, antiphons aside, yeah. are preparing for the second coming of Jesus. Right. Mm, that's so right. Preparing for when Jesus returns again. That's what the first, you know, everyone thinks Advent is just a countdown to Christmas and, you know, no, open not. your chocolate yeah. calendar or whatever. But <laughs> it, it's the first two weeks is, is reflecting on the, on the second coming of Jesus. Then December 17th, we switch gears. And now it's like immediate preparation for the first coming of Jesus. That's mm-hmm. eight days before Christmas, mm-hmm. right? Because the 25th is December 25th is Christmas. So that's eight days before Christmas is where we switch gears, like a week and a, a day. Yeah. Well, we actually start celebrating Christmas the eve on the mm-hmm. 24th. Okay. Yeah. So that's why we have the eight days. So we have exactly. seven days. We have a week before. A week before. And then we celebrate on the 25th. Yeah. So like the 17th this year in 2022 is a Saturday, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and Christmas Eve. It's yeah. a Saturday, yeah. right? So it's like a week before. It's the seven last days of Advent. So each of these antiphons that we pray in the Liturgy of the Hours, but also during Mass. So if you're going to Mass during the week or on Sunday, there's one Sunday, uh, the fourth Sunday of Advent this year, you'll hear the O a- a- antiphons. And each of these antiphons ha- use like a different title mm-hmm. for God, for Jesus, right? Okay, cool. And yeah, it's really neat. And it's sort of like... Like counting down the days to uh, Christmas. It's a journey. It's a journey. Oh, that's cool. And we didn't just make them up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, the popes one day didn't just say, you know what? We need something clever. A for... different tradition that we're just going to add in here. Exactly. Yeah. They all come from the book of the prophet Isaiah. So we know that like John the Baptist, who prepares the way of the Lord, Isaiah prepares the way of the Lord too through his prophecy Preparing people. I was going to say, Isaiah is one of those books that I've referenced all throughout the Gospels. Yeah. As like, Jesus keeps going back and referencing Isaiah. Because Isaiah talks about the Messiah. I think one of the most, mm-hmm. the prophet that talks about the Messiah the most. And, and specifically giving details of who the Messiah is going to be, what he's going to do, how he's going to come. Like, that's Isaiah's, um, his jam. That's yeah. his jam. <laughs> that's Isaiah's jam. Yeah. yeah. And so all of them are rooted from the... Uh, the book of the prophet Isaiah. And here they are. I'm just going to list them. So there's seven of them starting December 17th until December 23rd. Right. And of course, uh, they all have a Latin title, which we translate into English. Right. So uh, the first one is O Sapientia, which means O Wisdom. O Wisdom. So here's a title for the O Adonai, which if you know your Hebrew or your Old Testament languages, O Lord, right? Yeah. Uh, o Radix Jesse. O Root of Jesse, right? Okay. O Clavis David. O Key of David. Clavis. O Orions. O Dawn of the East, right? O Rex Gentu, which is O King of the Gentiles. And the last one is O Emmanuel, a term familiar with people, God with us. Right. So ah. as we're counting down, so we're naming these titles of of the uh, of God. Right. So, O Wisdom, O Lord, O Root of Jesse, O King that, of the Gentiles, God is with us. Here's the immediate 
preparation for the coming of the Lord. So the song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, that's what it makes me think of, right? O Come, O yeah. Come, O Come, Thou Rod of Jesse Free. That's right. O, o Come, uh, Wisdom from on high. That's o right. Come, uh, Adonai. You know, that, like they're, o, o Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Like those are all from the antiphons that exactly. we sing. Um, that's cool. Yeah. So let's just uh, quickly like go through each of them, right? Yeah, and, for sure. And, because these are titles that the church gives uh for the coming of Jesus, for the immediate preparation of the coming of the Lord. And they focus yeah. on a different, like, it, it, they're not all the same kind of thing. They're all focusing on a different aspect of who Christ is. Yeah. Right. Or who the Christ is. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, so the first one, O Wisdom, right, uh, is the reference there is Isaiah chapter 11, verses 2 to 3, which reads, The Spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, <laughs> the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord is upon me, and the Lord yeah. has anointed me. That, I mean, that comes from Isaiah too, but that's another part that just yeah. makes me think of right, like yeah, yeah, cool. Awesome. And and where else do we see those those um, spiritual gifts? Spiritual gifts, yeah. yeah, in confirmation at confirmation, yeah, right yeah, with yeah. the uh, gifts of of the Holy the spirit, spirit, right. Um, so obviously, I don't think we really have to explain why uh, we call we reference Christ as a wisdom. No, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this I think is is quite self explanatory. So the next one we have is O Lord again, maybe self explanatory. Well, like you said, Adonai, Adonai, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the reference for this one, right? Because. And, and I should have explained before, like those are just the first words of the antiphon. Like yeah. the an antiphon is like a verse. It's so a whole, this is yeah. where it comes from. This is the <laughs> exactly. reference, right? So uh, so this one here for O Lord is, but with righteousness, he shall judge for the poor and decide with equity for the oppressed of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and the breath of his lips. He shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist and faithfulness the belt around his loins. Like, that yeah. is the Lord. Yeah, right? so, and, like, the fact that each of these gives a different aspect or a different dynamic of the person and the character of, of Christ, um, that, like, this is this is the the Lord, the King, the, yeah. the like, Emmanuel is, is, like, God with us. It's yeah. more yes. personable. It's more relatable. Um, but even, even the, like, the use of the, like, oh, whatever, like, a lot of people's only association with that or only experience of that is something like, Oh, Christmas, come, Christmas yeah. hymns. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll come divine like, Messiah. We'll come, when come when this was when this was established, it's like, um, and the, the fact that um, these are written initially in Latin. Yeah. Um, uh, again, like I'm, 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 I'm all over the place here, but um, that like uh, we talked about antiphons, and people, people, a lot of people don't even know what antiphons, antiphons are. Mean, talking yeah. about litur- like proper liturgical form. Yeah. Um, that um, we don't <clears throat> uh, we don't immediately associate. Um, we don't have. Um, a reference point for this heraldic language, except in liturgy, and a lot of times only in like proper liturgical form. Um, that you know, sometimes like you talk, like a king is coming, you have a herald who's going to like give. And, and, and people want to remove like the these and thous from prayers. It was like because you know we want to bring everything down to our language. It's like, but you know, in Latin, there's like a dedicated noun declension for o statements, and it's like yeah. this is important. Pay attention. Yeah. The king is coming. Like hear ye, um, the, hear the, the ye. king is in your presence. That it's like, yeah, okay. um, and in yeah. English, we, we we don't have we, we, all all hear of those ye, are nominative, <laughs> and you put an exclamation point at the end. So just yeah. from like like yeah. a linguistic perspective, it's like the, the fact that each of these begins with O. Like no, this is actually a linguistic form that's like 
a proclamation. Pay attention. This is important. The yeah. king is present. So basically, yeah. like in Latin, like having an O before something is yeah. like bold, underlined, italic. Yes, for us. yes, it's a bigger deal than it's just a yeah. huge yeah. deal. Like yeah. pay attention to it. Yeah, that's helpful. Okay, that's yeah. good. I didn't know that. Um, okay, so Matt, you are going to help explain this one because the third one here is. O Radix Jesse, which is O Root of Jesse. The reference, of course, to the, God, uh, the the book of the prophet Isaiah is chapter 11 of Isaiah, verse 1. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Yeah, yeah. So there are like two metaphors working there. So like the first is the, the root of Jesse mm-hmm. um, that, you know, uh, David, King David, is Jesse's descendant, is, yes. you know, but the establishment of... The eternal kingdom um, that you know God promised that is going to last until the end of time, and even um, uh, that you know it, it's established, but then is is broken. Is yeah. like is and by the time of Isaiah, he's talking about the state of the Davidic kingdom. Uh, we talked last week about you know the Herodians yeah. kind of usurping the kind of. Davidic uh, line um, that by the, when you get to the genealogies in the Gospels that Mary and Joseph are like you, you have to work to establish that no these are actually they're, they're both in the line of yes um, you know the Davidic genealogy right. that it's like Lord of the Rings that you know Aragorn is how many generations yeah 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 but like uh, that that kind of thing that like that 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 the line is broken or like the that yeah. um, that kingdom is lost it's not like um, you know the the British royal family that Everybody knows as soon as you know the the the, the as soon as somebody as dies, this is the next person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That is, it's not that closely followed, and it's you know, a lot of the information is lost. So you have a new like that um, the stump of Jesse, that the that the root cut. of Jesse, the the, yeah. the Jesse's tree has been cut, severed, has yeah. been, and there's a ton, tons in Isaiah um, about you know the, the the people of God actually being the ones who have broken yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, uh, you know th- this line so that you mm-hmm. know part of the prophecy and part is that it's going to be restored and a stem shoot. is yeah. going to yeah. uh, shoot, shoot out shoot out of the stump of Jesse and that stem is the promise of, of the coming of Christ that it's you know at the same time the coming of the Messiah but it's also the fulfillment of this promise that you know the Davidic kingdom will be an eternal kingdom yes yeah, yeah. that's cool that's yeah. that is neat yeah uh, okay, so the next one is a key of uh, David, right? Oh, key of David. I think that's following in a similar line. Exactly. And and the verse that it references is uh, chapter 9, verse 6 of Isaiah. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us, authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Oh, I and love it that. It talks about like you know, for the throne of David and his kingdom, he will establish and uphold it with justice and righteousness. Right. This is the reading we hear on Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince uh, of Peace. Uh, anything else yeah. to add about that? No, I, I think that's. I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. I, the the symbolism of the key of David um, is holding the the symbolism of key is is holding the power of David right and so yeah. when you are given the keys of the city you're given the power of the city you're given like uh, you know the chance to walk anywhere you want in the city uh, whatever the case may be so but but holding the power of the city or holding the power so a key of David is the power of David yeah. holding that right and and the kind of kingship that's promised exactly. so you have you have different aspects like because a lot of again in, in the time that this was written a lot of people's association with kingship was was tyranny was yes. dictatorships yeah. was yeah. uh this kind of thing and, and you know the um the reading from isaiah a couple of weeks ago uh, at mass 
uh, was talking about like your God will come, your God will come with um, vengeance and divine retribution, mm-hmm. which, you know, at, at the time people were like, okay, this is, this is what, <laughs> like, this is the Babylonians. This is the Assyrians. These are kind of the exiled rulers. But the verse right after is your God will come to save you. So it's like the expectation of all these things. It's like a ruler is someone who's going to, you know, exploit you and, you know, yeah. just, yeah, uh, yeah. but that's, um, you have, a, you know, one of the characterizations of, you know, the key of David of that Davidic yeah. kind of kingship is, you know, uh, ushering Probably. in the prince of peace, yeah. which mm-hmm. is not, you know, that promise that your God is coming not to, you know, destroy Rule you, and, but yeah. to save you. Yeah. 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 Okay. So uh, along <clears throat> the same lines, O Dawn of the East is for December 21st. And the uh, reference for that in Isaiah is uh, verse two. Also what we hear on Christmas, the people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness on them, light has shined. I mean, this one's pretty self-explanatory. Like Jesus is the light of the world. He brings light to the darkness. You know, the people who walked in, I love that part of Christmas mass. You know, the people who walked in darkness Mm -hmm. have now seen a great light. Like, you know, this darkness that people have walked, like not knowing when the Messiah is coming, trying to trust in God. You see the challenges of the people in the Old Testament. And, you know, now the people who have walked in that darkness, in that cloud almost, have seen this great light, right? But today I always think like, maybe it's the opposite. Like people who have seen the great light are now walking in darkness. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we've seen the great, I, like we see the story of Jesus. We know the story of I Jesus. Think of it, yeah. I think of it very similar in the way that when we talk about like, you, you don't know God until like having starting to have a personal relationship and knowing God is bringing you from watching TV in black and white to color. How do you ever explain that? So that, that walking in darkness have mm-hmm. now seen a great light is like you were watching it this way, but now you've seen in full glory and full power and, and, and the awesomeness of God. You can never go back. You know, like, like yes, you yeah. can, because it's there and we can see it and, and it's the miracle that has happened. The promise is here. So now, and I don't know, like in my own personal faith journey and stuff is a lot of times when you go through those hard times and you're going, Lord, like you're praying every day and you're going, Lord, what is going on? Why? And that, but after years later, sometimes two, three, four years later, if you've been faithful and been praying through it, you see the blessings and glory in God and how faithful God was to you and, and how he protected you, blessed you through mm-hmm. whatever situations it was. Yeah. He did that with his people, you know? And so now you've seen, like you were in darkness, but now you've seen the great light, meaning now you can see why God did what he did. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Yeah. Uh, okay, so a second last one is O King of the Gentiles. O King of the Gentiles, the reference for that is Isaiah chapter 2, verse 4. He shall judge between the nations and shall arbitrate for many peoples. They shall beat their swords into the plowshares, their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Again, mm-hmm. Prince of Peace, but exactly. also in that one there, of the Gentiles. He's not just king yeah. of the Jews. He's not king of the Israelites. He's king of the entire world. Yeah, and uh, same thing, like we, we kind of expect this from our, our modern standpoint, but like the uh, it took a long time for a lot of, e- even even the disciples, like the, yeah. you, have, you have arguments in the Acts of the Apostles about whether or not Christ coming was for the Jews or for everyone. Yeah. Um, you have, um, like, even when, when Jesus is, you know, overturning the tables of the money changers um, in the temple, like, the, the place where he w- likely would have done that um, was the Gentile courts. So, like, the, the temple complex, you know, there's a large section that is, and, and people say that, you know, uh, first century Jews weren't evangelical. They weren't, yeah. they, they yeah. you know, they were closed in on, on themselves. And, like, that's not necessarily true because like the the part of the temple that was 
um, <clears throat> you know, dedicated for for Gentiles was was a huge part. People could come, you yeah. know, they, they weren't admitted to like the the closer section. And you know, even the fact that Jesus is enraged by the money changers, yes, but it's like, but what he says is like, my father's house is to be a, a house of prayer for all nations. Yes, that is like that. You know, you're you're filling up the space that should be filled with these worshipers with commerce. Yes. With, you know, something mm-hmm. that is, you know, n- not what this is intended for. So, like, it took a long time. And, it, you know, s- some of the, again, even the people, a lot of the people who were closer to Jesus to come to terms with the fact that, you know, this isn't just for the Jewish people, that Christ came for all. And there's also a, the part of it when you look at, I mean, the Israelites have a perfect example of not bending to this. But a lot of times when a conquering company, a conquering country comes in and takes over con- con- conquering people, they burn down the idols, they, they wreck the stuff, and then basically they don't let the men breed. Like, like you, they take the wives for their own, like all that kind of stuff. Like, they basically come in and now you become Babylonians. Yeah. You know, now you become. And so when it says, when, when it says the king of, of the Gentiles, he is not coming in as this warrior to take over and now everybody mm-hmm. in the world is going to be an Israelite or Jewish person. Yeah. He is specifically ca- talking about a different kind of a takeover because yeah. there's still going to be Gentiles and he's going to yeah. be the king of them. And he's not the king like you can still be like, you know what I mean? In, in the, um, the Israelites wouldn't believe that you could be part of the family of God yeah. and, and, and worship your Gentile ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. And, and uh, a good illustration of that is that the fact that at Pentecost, that, that, you know, everyone heard in their own language. It yes. wasn't just this, yeah. you know, homogenization of you need to become, you need to be circumcised, right? Because yeah. that yeah. was the big, big debate uh, yeah. that, they, that they had. It was like, no. In it's all like, Aramaic or Hebrew yeah. or whatever, right? It's yeah. what, well, he, he sp- it was in every of their own yeah. language. That's perfect. Yes, yeah. Yeah. exactly. Perfect. Cool. Okay. And the last one on December 23rd, the day before we celebrate uh, the eve of Christmas is... Oh, Emmanuel. This is a term people are more familiar with, mm-hmm. right? Uh, well, we sing that song. It, is, yeah, <laughs> it means God with us, right? And the uh, reference for it is Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. This is familiar to us. This is, you know, uh, it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. God yeah. with us. Yeah, and like, sorry, I'm, I'm <laughs> just running with these. Yeah. Um, but uh, Emmanuel, like God with us, has, um, again, it's oh, it's, it's this, big. the same yeah. God, um, but a different aspect than, uh, oh Lord, than King, the ruler, the whatever. God with us, like even like even the reference to Isaiah, that is like is a child born into the world. So if you take something like um, uh, a paradise in in the Garden of Eden, like God walked with man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we we broke that communion. Um, but the whole story of the Old Testament after that is God progressively getting closer to man. So it's like yeah. God is in an ark. God is in a temple. And it's like, but with, with the coming of the Messiah, it's like God is personified. God is incarnate in mm. human flesh. That it's like that, that Through you know, a God, woman. God with yeah. us. Like it's, it's you know, the, the progression of the Old Testament is... God becoming nearer to us in stages, but the like the fulfillment of that or like the becoming us, yeah, becoming yeah. one of us. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. The other part too that I just came to mind was when I mean it's, it comes into a lot of different spots in the Bible, but normally when you hear the Lord is with you, we hear that when the angel Gabriel appears to Mary, the Lord is with you. But those times that it's mentioned in the Bible, not the only time, but most of the time, it's actually the Lord 
saying it to his devoted followers. So not like so with Abraham and with David and like when when the Lord is speaking directly to these people through prophets or through whatever he is saying, the Lord is with you. Like he's pronouncing himself there. You know what I mean? And that's kind of so in this same kind of thing, when we're saying, oh, come and come, Emmanuel, and the Lord is present, it, it, it brings away that it's not just. Someone saying, "Hey, Father Daniele, uh, I can tell the spirits with you." You know what I mean? It's right. it's it's like from the pronouncement of like the Lord is saying, "The Lord is mm-hmm. with you." That's why Mary would have been not scared by the angel her uh, by the angel Gabriel necessarily, but by the message, "The Lord is with you," because it normally comes with, "Hey, God's got a mission for you." That's yeah. kind of like how God would announce his. The Lord is with you. Yeah. And so now you got to do some stuff, <laughs> you know? And so that was kind of like Mary was more taken back from the message. The Lord is with you. And it kind of, and that's actually another part of that is that's what part of Isaiah references as well as the angel Gabriel appearing to Mary and saying, the Lord is with you. Because mm-hmm. right now at that time when Gabriel came, Mary conceived, right? The Holy Spirit came down upon Mary and Mary conceived and Jesus was present on earth. He wasn't born but he was still present in the moment of conception, right? So there's so much richness to these. Imagine just little antiphons like this and they give us so much preparation. Like if we're praying with them, if we're reading them uh, each day from the 17th onward, like there's just so much rich reflection from them. I also want to mention because it's Advent, we're getting close to Christmas, you know, we're using these antiphons that some of these titles might sound familiar because all of them, if I'm not mistaken, Are verses in the song "O Come, O Come, 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 Emmanuel"? Emmanuel, Exactly. Yeah, that pretty much all of them. I don't know. Yeah, most of them. Yeah, and if you go through, and there, anybody who sings that song (laughs) knows that there are like seven or eight verses, and that's pretty much. Now, a lot of verses cut them off at five because no one's going to go past five. But if you actually have the full song, I believe it is seven verses or eight verses. So that's that's crazy. And what is like so? We talk about like using these O antiphons during this day, during this week, mm-hmm. uh, like of, of Advent, the last seven days of Advent. What is that? Uh, what does that mean for like the general celebration? Like in talking about music, yeah, talking about yeah. our daily prayer, like all those sort of things. The focus, I, well, I, I love that the focus is on specifically that second coming, but also if you were to pray on this on an every single day type scenario like the priests do and the sisters do with the liturgy of the hours deacons do bishops etc every single day they're praying these they're reflecting on these things as it like it, it, it builds the momentum up into mm-hmm. christmas you know what i mean like how excited do you get if you reflect on every single one of these and try to put yourself in the position of the israelites and the jewish people as we're doing it on a day-to-day basis for seven eight days before christmas but they are doing this for hundreds of years yes. yeah like build that yeah. anticipation when you get to christmas like you're gonna be shouting oh come oh come emmanuel right. and how ex- like when the angels and the sky opens up and everyone's like and the angels are singing it is that glorious it is that momentum because it's oh my gosh this is so amazing yeah. this is thousands of years i've learned about this my whole entire life but there's a thousand years it's happening tonight yeah. like that's what this shepherds that's what Mary and Joseph and like these people that know these scriptures inside and out. That's what they're feeling when this happens. It's amazing. It is amazing. And, and, and you know, it's good to be reminded of that because yeah. we should also have that excitement in us. Get that In building. the final week of Advent. Like we journeyed through Advent. You know, we haven't been listening to these stories for thousands of years and passing them on. But we've, we've, li- we've journeyed through Advent. We're preparing ourselves for the coming of the Lord. Now we're like immediate countdown to Christmas. 
we should follow this and 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 these like oh antiphons these seven last days and be just as excited well that's why the mm-hmm. candle is joy because that joy exactly. you know now is the time where we start to build up like yeah. now it's like now we can realize again we i mean we talked about all of them but like we're in the darkness coming to the light we mm-hmm. see it we know what's coming we know how god saves us we know we know the story so we know the ending but let's build up slowly and then get there and it's amazing so uh, if people want to use the O Antiphons yeah. uh, for their Advent uh, journey, for the last seven days of Advent, you can find it obviously online, but you could also find it if you're following along with like a little Miss Select for daily Mass mm-hmm. or Sunday Mass. You can find the Antiphons uh, there. There are daily readings online uh, that you can kind of follow those That's as right. well, the Antiphons. Mm-hmm. antiphons as and, well. and churches should yeah. be playing that sort of O music too during this uh, yep. the final Sunday of Advent and the last week of it's amazing I mean we, we, the tradition has slowly been lost so we're start like some people just start playing it the first Sunday of Advent yeah because like, it's hard to find Advent songs Advent songs like yeah. I mean or who really wants to sing like we're getting ready for Christmas but we're singing about second coming of Christ you <laughs> yeah. know and, and, and now you're going to oh the we're enslaved we're captured oh the second coming of like it's not a lot of fun right but it, it does eventually like if you know the whole story you work through Advent it gets there it's amazing it, it is amazing, and and there's a lot of fruit. To, uh, there's a lot of fruitfulness that can come in our prayer if we follow yes. along with these, right? And anytime we can encourage the reading of the Book of Isaiah, you know, mm-hmm. is, yeah. is good because uh, Isaiah really gets us, like, gets me excited and prepared for for the coming of the Lord. So, sure. happy uh, final uh, week of Advent to you both, Thank and you. to everyone who's listening or watching the Catholic Buzz. Uh, hopefully these uh, final days of Advent can be a, a very prayerful time that really gets us focused on the coming of Jesus and the, and the many blessings and graces uh, that that uh, brings. So if you have any questions or comments about anything uh, we've shared on this episode, you can uh, send us an email at askus at thecatholicbuzz.com or send us an email if you have a topic for another episode that we can uh, do here on the Catholic Buzz. You can visit our website at thecatholicbuzz.com or leave a comment on our social media pages. And if you like this episode, you can share it with someone in your life so they can learn too about the O antiphons. Okay, that's all the time we have here. Oh, we are out of time. (laughs) Yes. uh, For Josh Sullivan and Matt Van Milligan, my name is Father Daniele. We'll see you next time on the Catholic Buzz. (laughs) 